Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. Enjoy springtime on this award-winning three-hour experience, putting you in the middle and on top of Asheville's scenic beauty and intriguing history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food, all led by a local expert guide. Tours offered daily and year-round with transportation provided. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com and by RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website that's speakingoftravel.net, and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from some of the world's best chefs who share their most delicious travel adventures. For the past year and a half, we've really only been able to travel in our dreams and our memories. And I don't know about you, but my dining options have been a little bit limited. So I've been binging on watching food channels, and that has given me a massive interest in culinary travel. I do have to say living here in Asheville does provide a wide range of culinary delights. So it's crucial for chefs to find their niche here. When my guest today set out to find his niche in Asheville's food scene, he realized that his true passion is for sharing the exquisite flavors of his home country. Chef Santiago Vargas cooks from the heart, and that's tangible in how he selects his ingredients and how he lovingly prepares his dishes. And oh, how I miss your flavors, Santiago. How are you? I'm great, Marilyn. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to have you on the show. I just wish I was sitting there with you having a meal. Yes, it's true, true, true. Yes, we meet uh, one year ago, you know, before before everything. Yes, before everything. And again, long time ago, long time ago. A very yes. long time ago. And I sometimes just lie in bed just dreaming of those flavors. So, San Diego, tell us a little bit about you and about your backstory, because these flavors that you bring to to our tables come from your home country. Give us a little backstory on that. 
Well, I'm well. I'm from Santiago. You know, um, I'm I have 25 years cooking professionally. I'm from Peru. Grow up in Mexico and in Peru, both country. And well, I just have my background eating like very well. Like you enjoyed that experience long time ago. Like my mother and my father, they cook well. So always in the table, you have a good meal. I enjoy like family meal and reunion. So it's something like I have one, like me, my mission is to share that experience I have in my life to every, 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 every people, you know, here in town. Not just in town, you've been sharing your style, your culinary talents before you came to Asheville. Tell us a little bit about where you were when you were first starting out in your culinary experience. Well, in Peru, I started doing private dinners when I was 19 years old, like a small party, 10 people, 12 people, and then catering service, and then at the bar, and then working in an Italian restaurant in Peru, and then come here 13 years ago, go Peru to New York, Long Island, and then I learned a lot of, about in any culinary in America, no? Like Italian-American barbecue and everything over there. I learned like five years in big companies and send me in many restaurants they have in the company and try to learn everything. And then just be, come here to Asheville, visit to my cousin and then I'm here. I love this, this town. I really, really love this town. Well, this town loves you. Chef Santiago, you oh. have you have won our hearts over not only with your wonderful creations and your your culinary talents, but with your enthusiasm and your love for cooking. So let's talk a little bit about what happened over the last year or so when when we realized that things were going to be changing and we would be staying more uh, sheltered in place for a while. How did that affect you? And, and what your dream and mission was about at that time, because you were really ready to kind of jump out there right when that all happened. Well, you know, before, uh, when I closed the food truck, I tried to open my, my own name, promote my own name, uh, doing private dinners, pop-ups in restaurants, and then I meet you, right? And then we try, uh, I had the opportunity to open a restaurant in Pachamama, five, and happens, you know, the, the last year was crazy for everybody. And me and Ricardo, one of my partner, my friends right now, we opened the Pachamama 5 to the community. I couldn't stay in home, like cook with my family. I always do. By staying home, doing nothing, I think so was like my ship out and then help the community, cook for the whole community. And I think so was very grateful in your, your your soul helping people like helping everybody don't have jobs and the community help a lot and then with that money we me and ricardo we we cook you know with love and then we don't open the restaurant yet and more opportunity happen right now the people want more intimate private dinners with the family so i couldn't open my, my, my service for anybody, you know, like going to the house and cook with a mask, anything, protect myself and the family, but just keep going my, my dreams. I never stop. I never stop cooking. I'm thanks God, you know, I just 
try to be more part of the community. Well, again, you are such a part of the community and so well-loved here, and people have awarded you with not just awards, but with their uh, loyalty and their love for you, Santiago. How can, I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can get in touch with you and how they can look at your website and, and who you are, uh, even well, as we're you can, speaking. You can connect with me on Facebook, Chef Santiago Vargas. On Instagram, uh, is Chef Santiago Vargas too. My website is chefsantiago.com. Uh, my cell phone, you can text me because I always use my hands. So I ha I'm busy with the father of four and my beautiful wife here working too in the internet too. So 631-873-5041. 631-873-5041. So people can just pick up the phone, they can text you, they can get in touch with you. And that's, again, Santiago, something that, that is so intriguing about you because you really show your love, not only through your culinary skills and your experience, but through your personality. You sincerely love people, and that's such a wonderful gift. Yeah, yeah, I love people, you know, human beings is why we are here, no? We are so many beautiful people here, and we try to connect with them, you know? And my goal is to connect with them and beautiful people just around me and just cook with love. That's, that's the key, I think so. I think so, too. And, and being able to share in a meal is something that is, it's just so universal. Uh, I'm sure it's something that you've recognized in all your travels all over. It's true. It's true. Something like I, I know about food is memories. When you eat something, you go to the past and have memories. And you remember people, you remember travels, you know, countries, and something else, you know, some, it's memories. And, 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 and the people like eat very well in different countries and travel, they, they know the love of the food or the, you know, the culture because my country, like culture is like they're proud. Be Peruvian for the food. It's something like, not usually, but no, Peruvian, we're proud, we're good. So it's like travel and then you remember good things and then you come here to this town and you try to Peru maybe in one time and try to remember that dish and you can't get in any restaurant here. I try to be in there, you know. Hey, don't go to Peru. I'm here to show you how to travel without a flight right now. And, you know, I keep going. That. Well, we all need that right now. And food is the gateway to memories and to travel. And Chef Santiago, when we come back from the break, I want to talk to you more about your Peruvian roots and what you have planned in not just right now. We have the whole summer ahead of us and the whole rest of the year. And what's in your future? So again, thank you for being on Speaking of Travel. I'm looking forward to, to hearing more. Thank you. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm here with Chef Santiago Vargas. Mmm, I'm getting so hungry. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville 
weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Buongiorno, this is Mark Smith, president of Private Italy Tours LTD. For over 15 years, we have had the privilege of sharing some of Italy's most well-known and many less-known places with over 700 satisfied clients. We feel very confident that we will all be able to travel to Europe again by the early fall of 2021. When we are finally able to return to Italy, place your trust with an organization of exceptional travel professionals. Join us on one of our small group tours of between 10 and 16 guests, or if you prefer, we offer complete custom itinerary planning services. Deposit specials are available to confirm your place on one of our exceptional tours. Join us in Bella Italia, private-italy.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I am here today with Chef Santiago Vargas. You know, when we first met, you were doing a private dinner. I think there were about 12 people there, and you were in the kitchen just whipping. Literally, you were like, over here, putting spices on this and putting sauces over here. Tell me a little bit, Santiago, about, I want to hear more about what it was like for you growing up in Peru and, and how you really first started having an interest in in being in the kitchen. You know, it's something like I always say when I when I start to introduce myself, like I'm learning with, I have a good chef in my house, like without be professional by my mother cook all the time and in in peru i was a little you know picky boy and then when i moved to to mexico when i was 12 years old my mother still cooking peruvian food but without spices so she make a fusion (laughs) peruvian mexican fusion and they make i don't know how she made but to find spices and everything and she get it so we 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 learn a lot about our culinary roots you know peruvian roots without spicy or not in mexico and then i learned to miss my food too because i come back to peru when i was 18 then i start again again my palate start again in zero to learn more in Peru, like the, about the food and how to make dishes and everything. But I have my, you know, my, my mother teach me everything, you know. And also my father, every Sunday, family grill party, you know. And always my father was the star doing the grill. I was behind him, helped him turn around the meat when and saw him with the friends, you know, with the beers, sharing, you know. And then I just helped him because it's my mission, my goal. Take care for the meat, you know, 12 years old. Okay, got it. And then just, and they have, you know, only the only season salt and have a good sauce, you know, but the salt for the meat. And then he teach me that way of like Argentinian grill style. Now control the fire, doing the wood, charcoal. And of course I learned from them. They are my masters, you know. I don't put celebrities like putting my who teach me in the school. No, my masters are there. I just, uh, I learned the school culinary techniques, you know, and my experience going in different restaurants make me more, more 
techniques in my life and more experience. You know, many restaurants is you can get of anything. If my mother make happen, make good meal in Peru in Mexico, you know, everybody can make happen. You know, so that's true. Everybody can cook too. Well, not everybody can cook like you, Santiago. You have such a gift, and it. I, you know, I'm a firm believer that that sometimes things just come through through your DNA. Not so much just because you're in the environment and everything is happening, but that there's there's this. Uh, I don't know, ingredient that's floating around inside of you that has been passed on from a generation to a generation. And, and now here you are in Asheville cooking for us. So give us an idea. We talked a little bit, uh, you know, I, I like to talk about your recognition because people are knowing you now, Chef Santiago, and you're getting more and more recognition. Tell us a little bit about some of these awards that you're getting and how you're being recognized as uh, I would say a celebrity chef. Uh, nah, no, no, no. <laughs> well, try to be, you know, uh, on backside every time. But something like I learned to put my first ingredients here five years ago, like six years ago with my food truck, was put my seeds. And the only way, because it's no Peruvian here, to help us, you know, it'll have like, maybe 20 people in here in downtown. <laughs> So I just put more emphasis on competitions, you know, the win war, the battle of the burger, uh, the food uh, showdown, food truck, uh, Oscar Blues uh, competition, something like food truck competition. And then put my ingredients and American techniques and try to win anything. The chili context on Fletcher too. So try to put my ingredients, my soul, and then try to put my name, my country. Who is behind that is my country, you know, Peru, my ingredients. It's something like important is like el, uh, the, the um, yellow pepper, ají amarillo, is growing here. So we have soil to grow Peruvian peppers. So I have maybe two small farms growing my peppers for myself to do in my private dinners. And then I have more ingredients coming from Raleigh. But that we were some, some, sometimes like was my goal number one, because something like everybody eat that win war. And then I won seven awards in three years. Something like I'm proud to tell, you know, like people choice was the last one. And I was many first, first place and two places. And, you know, was my goal number one. And I think so was my top, like, ah, who is behind, who won the win war, you know, the best, you know, one of the principal dishes in America. Well, this is the way that you get your name out there, Chef Santiago, so that more and more people can experience uh, the culinary delights that you offer and provide to all of us. So how do you see yourself moving forward? Do you, uh, with this vision that you have? Well, I just keep going. What I'm doing, emphasis on maybe 12 to 30 people. And sometimes I have available day for two couples and four people. So I just depend on what is my schedule. But my future right now, I just try to open Chacana Culinary Consulting. One of my goal is try to be now a restaurateur, or like doing making a restaurant but I can I have all the experience I can make it happen but I think so I can more share 
my experience for many restaurants to helping pass the COVID-19 because you need to change, switch menus, reduce menus and something like we need to do something next for the next level. I think so is my next adventure. And another one, it was going to be travel with my customers. Like I told you, I hope Peru and Mexico, one of my goals in the future. Well, you know, I'm going to be there to help you with that, Santiago. Traveling with you to your countries is... Um... I love doing that. It's one of my goals. I told you one year. I just keep going. But That's right. It's coming. it's coming. That dream will come true. So tell us again, Chef Santiago, how we can connect with you and, and how we can get you in our kitchens. You can connect with me on my website, uh, ChefSantiago.com. My Gmail is ChefSantiagoVargas at gmail.com. You can text me to my phone, 631-873-5041. And by my social media, Instagram and Facebook, ChefSantiagoVargas. I love looking at your photos of your beautiful, beautiful culinary creations, Chef. And I can't wait to have you back on Speaking of Travel to keep us in tune to what you're doing and also to start that dialogue of getting people on these wonderful trips to your country. And that will happen. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank you for the interview. Thank you. And I just thank you again. Well, thank you so much, Chef Santiago. Speaking of food, did you know bees are the top pollinators of crops and are priceless for our ecosystem and health? Coming up next are Denise Altai and Sean Collinsworth from Killer Bees Farm. They are committed to protecting biodiversity through sustainable honeybee stewardship and honey harvesting practices. So stay tuned. Spring is in the air here in Asheville, North Carolina, and we're so excited because now is the time to join Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours on their exciting three-hour rooftop experience. You will enjoy city history, handcrafted drinks and food, breathtaking views, reserved seating, and a local guide leading the way, and they take care of the driving too. Enjoy the VIP treatment on this TripAdvisor award-winning tour. Tours seven days a week. For more information, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. I've been hearing a buzz lately about bee tourism. Consider this. Our lives, and the whole world actually, would be a much different place if bees didn't exist. We now know through studies done around the world that bees are the world's most important single species of pollinators in natural ecosystems and a key contributor to natural ecosystem functions. And with concern over a declining bee population, destinations focused on protecting these little critters are providing a glimpse into the sweet world of bees. 
My guests today are Denise Altai and Sean Collinsworth from Killer Bees Farm, where you can experience their natural sanctuary and explore their thriving bee and honey scene. And Sean and Denise, it is so great to have you here. Where would we all be without the bees, right? Right. Thank you so much for having us on. Well, let me get a little backstory here. I mean, how do people even get connected and make bees their life? Well, you can do it through uh, pollination gardens as we have done our property. We live on 75 acres deep in the Pisgah National Forest and we've just been classified as a wildlife refuge. And one of the categories that we have satisfied is the planting of pollinator plants. When we moved up here approximately seven years ago, we had uh, we planted several thousand plants that will pollinate, that will bloom throughout the season. Yeah, well, we started the, the business. Uh, um, you know, people can get involved in bees all sorts of different ways. Um, Sean started when he was 12 years old uh, as a beekeeper. I learned about bees actually from him. Fast forward from 12 years old to now from uh, all sorts of different places that we lived throughout the country. We now, as Sean said, live on a mountaintop in Lake Toxway, Western North Carolina. And we started six years ago with Sean having three hives starting to raise bees again, three or four hives. We thought how great that would be. And we now have up here where we live in three different apiaries, about 100 hives, 80 to 100 hives. Yeah. So um, it becomes, for us, it became a real passion. For other individuals, uh, two hives, three hives, that's probably more the norm. Those are hobbyists. We're hobbyists. considered a sideliner. We're an artisanal honey company. And so we have several honey flows here. We take a tremendous amount of pride in what we're doing here in the Pisgah and also the local community, community not just in pollination services, but the purity of our honey, which goes to the purity of our brand. So we are um, a, a, little, a little different. Uh, we come to the bee business um, a little bit differently, as Sean said just two seconds ago, that we were really proud to, be des to have our property designated as a wildlife refuge um, because we live in the middle of the Pisgah Forest. Um, so I always tell people that our, our baseline mission really is about environmentalism and keeping the forest healthy. Just so happens that Sean's a beekeeper. So um, our entree into for keeping the forest healthy is the honeybee, Mother Nature's perfect pollinator, um, as you mentioned. To make one pound of honey, it takes several thousand bees traveling a total of 55,000 miles, visiting close to 2 million blooms in the forest. So they are pollinating all the, literally from clover to dandelions, to buckberry, huckberry, blueberry, to out here, uh, we had a blackberry winter, just, you know, hillsides full of blackberry, to the tulip poplar and the sourwood tree. So the bees are literally doing their job and pollinating the forest around our home. As Sean mentioned, we are an artisanal honey producer, uh, which is a little different. There are a lot of hobbyists around. We're not a commercial pollinator. 
Um, and you started the segment talking about how important honeybees are to our food sources, which is absolutely true. Not really what we do though. <laughs> We're about um, maintaining the health of the honeybee and the forest. So in, in our case, um, 100 hives is pretty much all we're going to have. We're not really going to expand more than that. Um, we're supposed to be retired. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but our, our footprint of where we have the honeybees is really, really important. Uh, I mentioned our home apiary is in the middle of the Pisgah Forest. Our other two apiaries are Border Panther Town, another forest up here in Western North Carolina, and Gorgeous State Park. That's really, really significant to our focus on purity and to the spectacular honey that our bees bring back for us. Um, we, I like to tell people, we are, no surprise here, honey purists. In fact, probably even honey snobs. It's absolutely true. We don't blend, we don't infuse, we don't mix, we don't flavor, we don't buy other people's honey. Everything happens here on our property. And we don't flavor any of the honey that we have because we think that whatever the bees are bringing back that particular season is the perfect honey. And in fact, we before we got online here on, on the segment, we were mentioning to you that we were spinning out our first harvests of this season. And we tell people during the tours that we have that every wildflower season, uh, the first harvest of the of the year is going to be different because the bees are going to go to whatever the closest nectar source is. And this season is 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 going to be a perfect case in point because we just were spinning out our first wildflower and it tastes really different from what we had last year. It's more bitter and more robust. It's probably coming from the uh, chestnut, the wild chestnut trees that we have here. Uh, we call it uh, that particular honey, chinquipin buzz, uh, based off the Algonquin Indian name for that, that particular tree, the chestnut tree. We, going to the, the purity of our brand, we're the only beekeepers in the United States that sends their honey to multiple labs, Intertech in Germany, Sweetwater Science Labs in Missouri, that has a nuclear magnetic resident resonance spectroscopy machine. We send our honey to Dr. Von Bryan at Texas A&M, the leading mesopelinologist in the world. All of the test results come back as some of the purest honey, if not the purest honey coming out of the United States, because our honey, our bees are in the middle of the forest. The closest farm is 14 miles away. So we treat our bees organically and we have the the, the honey tested and literally all those tests are published online on our honey page. So they, we can verify with absolute transparency, the purity of our honey. And th the other thing we do uh, that we started to do, well, now we're going into our fourth year is honey tours, which has been wildly successful more than we thought unusual, something you can't do really anywhere else in the world. You, we, you come up to this incredible, iconic Blue Ridge Mountain Vista. You learn all about the hive and the honeybee from Sean, who has an incredible breadth of experience. Um, and then you put on a bee suit and you go into the hive and inspect the hive with the beekeeper. And then you come back to the house and have a, a honey tasting, just like a champagne tasting. 
paired with different foods and the different honeys that we produce on our property. Well, I am so there. How can we get more information? Because when you're talking about honey, honey, I would love to have some, and I definitely want to get in a suit and go dive into the, into your world. So how can we get more information? We're mainly an online or e-commerce site. Go to Killer Bees Honey, that's plural, killerbeeshoney.com. You can purchase our honey there, and you can also sign up for our tours. Well, thank you both for being on Speaking of Travel Today, for being part of the Romantic Asheville Partnership and contributing your collaborative efforts in tourism in Western North Carolina, for supporting the, the pollinators that we love so much, for being good stewards. I would love to have you back on Speaking of Travel again. And in the meantime... I am totally going to your website and ordering some of that yummy honey. Hun- well, yummy thank honey. So thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> well, for the first time in over a year, more people are becoming comfortable traveling again. And June has already seen some of the highest travel numbers yet. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey at the Asheville Regional Airport to tell us how her business trip to Dallas from Asheville is going. So stay tuned. Summertime is the perfect time to get out and explore North Carolina's Blue Ridge Mountains. Create your perfect vacation or staycation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com Travel Guide covers a nearly 100-mile radius in and around Asheville, North Carolina. With idyllic weather, beautiful scenery, and a variety of safe and memorable adventures. Western North Carolina is the place to be. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. My first flight since the pandemic began was a couple of weeks ago. And with summer vacation season kicking off, travelers are going to be facing a return to numbers exceeding pre-pandemic. Half-full planes are pretty much a thing of the past. With so many of us ready to get back out there, airline bookings are surging thanks to the vaccine and the lifting of many restrictions and the reopening of so many attractions. So being up to date on what you can expect when you travel again by air is very important. So if you're itching to travel by plane or have already booked a trip, you probably have a lot of questions. And today, Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, is traveling, and she can give us an up-to-date review of what her travel experience is like. And Tina, thank you so much for joining us on Speaking of Travel today as you're actually traveling yourself. Well, thank you very much for 
being flexible to talk to me uh, around my travel schedule. Well, Tina, give us an idea of, of where you are and, and what, your, uh, what your journey has been like today. Sure. So I am on a trip and I took one of our great nonstops out of Asheville. So flew nonstop to Dallas and it's been a terrific experience. It's one of the first flights out in the morning out of Asheville and, you know, came to the airport uh, and I arrived early, which we advise everybody to do so that I could get my bag checked and go through security and arrive at the gate with some breathing room, and then just had my mask on because masks are still required when you're traveling by air and loaded, you know, we got to board the plane uh, just, just like we normally would. It was very smooth. Everyone around me, they were very polite, following the, the new guidelines, you know, the new way of travel right now. And then in two hours, I was stepping out of the plane and there I was in uh, the big state of Texas. So super convenient, easy experience. And yes, there were a lot of people. It was a full flight, full flight. So you're absolutely right. Flying is coming back. It is coming back. And what you were telling us last week, as far as the numbers exceeding even pre-pandemic is pretty outrageous when you think about it, because we had such a flat line, if you will, over the last year. Things were just slow and and people weren't traveling. And now this pent up anticipation that we can get out there and travel again. So Tina, tell us what it was like when you went through TSA, when you went through the security checkpoint. Did you, you know, back in the day, we would take our bag, you know, our bags of liquids out and things like that. Well, what's it like? Give us a little idea of what what it was like when you went through the security. Well, you do need to still be prepared for what you can bring in your carry-on bag and what you're going to have to remove from from the bag to be screened separately. And it really depends on if you are going through TSA screening um, just in the in the general line, or if you have TSA pre-check, there are different rules. And you can find out all of that information on our website at flyavl.com, but also at the TSA website, which is tsa.gov. Lots of helpful bits of information, but it's, it, again, a very easy process. That's one thing we love about Asheville Regional Airport is the, the ease with which all of these processes take place. Very quick experience, friendly, uh, and in no time, you're right through the security screening. And there are so many nonstop flights now. I was just telling somebody the other day who was up in Boston that she'll be able to fly nonstop from Boston to Asheville. Uh, Is that happening, that Boston flight? Oh, yes. We have Boston uh, is happening nonstop on Allegiant. And then also we have nonstop on American on the weekends. So you know, some great options. Uh, In fact, you said we have so many nonstops. Asheville has more nonstop destinations today than we have ever had in the history of the airport. So there are 23 airport to airport connections out of Asheville. And many of those are international hubs. You can connect to just about anywhere you want to go. So we've got frequent daily flights to many 
hubs across the country. That is so exciting because as we know, people are really itching to get out there and there's so many choices. Just in your case, going to Dallas, Texas, from Dallas, you could rent a car and you've got all that great natural history out there. You you could just get in a car and you you can be in so many different states so quickly. Absolutely. Or connect on to your next destination. It's, a, it's an awesome connection point to go out west, but also into Latin America as well. Oh, that's a good point. I think I'm going to start thinking about Latin America now, Tina. You've put a bug in my ear. Good, good. We'll, we'll help you get there. So let me ask you, what, what would you say, getting on the plane this morning, you found to be one of the biggest changes in flying since pre-pandemic flying? I think the big one really is you do have to keep that mask on. And our, the, um, the airline crews, the flight attendants are definitely helping you understand that that is absolutely required. You have to understand that when you get on the airplane, the flight crews, the flight attendants, they have to enforce that and make sure that everyone is following that federal mandate. And so that is probably the biggest change. But but the good news is, you know, I see everyone really doing what they're supposed to do. Well, that's the most important thing. And Tina, tell us again how we can get more information and definitely how we can sign up for your monthly newsletter, because you always have just a wealth of information in that newsletter and good tips and things we need to know. We're easy to find online, flyavl.com. You can sign up for our e-newsletter right there on the homepage. You can also connect with us via all the social media channels, uh, as well as just send us a comment. We've got an easy way for you to send us an email with your questions, thoughts, or concerns. Well, Tina, thank you so much for taking time out of your trip to connect with us. I have really the response to our weekly updates on what's happening in the travel arena around airlines and airports. The response has been just so great because people are like, like we're saying, getting back out there and being able to know what it's like, what they need to know is critically important as we begin to move forward. So thank you so much for continuing to be a part of Speaking of Travel. Well, you're welcome, Marilyn. Thanks so much. Well, have a safe journey, Tina. Thank you. I plan on it. Well, thanks, Tina. And thanks to Chef Santiago and Denise and Sean for being on Speaking of Travel today. I know for most of us, taking a vacation like before there was a pandemic has really been the stuff of dreams, but it's time now to start nurturing those travel dreams. We've talked a lot about the benefits of traveling, and most of us are eager for the clear signal we're able to get away and journey again. Thinking about my first big airline trip out of the gate made me feel and be happy. In fact, I was so desperate to travel, I was ready to give up all my savings to go somewhere. I think it's clear to say that travel plays a massive role in our lives and our overall happiness. While we've been dreaming of that special trip, many of us have uh, not stayed put. We've taken local getaways, weekend road trips, and staycations. Road trips have allowed us to be spontaneous and resourceful and find some joy in the journey. 
But as the world grows accustomed to the new protocols that are in place, traveling is demonstrating a new normal, and more people are considering the idea of taking a much-needed vacation further and further from home. Having just taken a pretty big trip out to the West Coast, it's quite obvious people are ready to travel again. And it's good to know you can experience the joy of a big adventure with just a few extra precautions. Keep in mind that states and their counties each have their own rules and regulations regarding COVID, and it's best to get up to date on the latest news and state regulations by visiting the CDC's website, cdc.gov. We might now be able to make grand plans to add some stamps to our passports this summer, so it's best to plan your trip slowly and don't overreach your comfort zone. One day we'll all get back to traveling the way we used to, just a little differently. We'll still hate standing in lines, but hopefully we'll be way more patient. Trust me, being in a different time zone and eating different food will make up for whatever inconveniences we have to face. Until then, begin making plans, do your research, and always prepare for the unexpected. Things are changing every day. Anthony Bourdain once said, If I'm an advocate for anything, it's to move. As far as you can, as much as you can, across the ocean or simply across the river. Walk in someone else's shoes or at least eat their food. It's a plus for everybody. And remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Run!